Hey there, this is Tiff, and welcome to Reach Your Potential with Tiff podcast. What we do here is we work on solving your problems so that you're out there working on achieving your big goals and your big dreams. So when you listen to these episodes, if you can do me a favor, take a screenshot of the episode that you're actually listening to and share it out with your, your friends and out on social media with hashtag potential with Tiff. So I can give you a shout out and thank you for listening to these episodes. I really appreciate it. Now on to today's episode. Hey there, this is Tiff from Reach Your Potential with Tiff and welcome to today's episode. What I'm actually going to do with you today is I want to share with you this episode about dealing with anxiety um, that I actually talked about on the Tiffany Micah podcast. Now, I actually did talk about this from a sports point of view, how to deal with anxiety and uh, three steps at a time oh, sorry, well, three steps to dealing with anxiety. (laughs) I was looking at my notes when I said that. Um, But what we can do is by what you hear about what I'm talking about, because I'm talking about how to deal with it in sport and, and things that you could do, what I want you to do is when you're listening to this episode, actually have a think about, okay, how can I apply this to life? Because how we actually approach Everything that we do in our sport is is actually how we approach everything that we deal with in our life as well. So if we're struggling uh, in in life with with anxiety and so on, you'll find that it, it filters out in everything. So not only in your life, in your work, how you uh, mix with other people, everything. There's a lot of anxiety that comes up. So these strategies that I share in uh, today's episode, even though that these are geared more around the sport, I want you to really be thinking about what I'm going to share with you, these three steps to dealing with anxiety and how could you channel them better in into life and help yourself with uh, overcoming situations that come up for you because what I share with you in, in these three steps, very simple steps, you can actually apply them to everything that you do. So I hope you enjoy this episode and I'd really also appreciate if you could uh, let me know and share with me what you like best about what you hear in this episode and how you can apply that to to your life and um, I really look forward to hearing that from you. So just keep doing what you're doing, but uh, just make sure you keep those earphones on and uh, listen to what I'm going to share with you about those three steps in dealing with anxiety. Enjoy. And also dream big, believe in you, and go after your dreams. Before I actually get into the topic of anxiety and how to deal with anxiety in your sport, what I've actually been noticing lately is how so many people say how anxious they are becoming. And I was actually watching a segment on 60 Minutes on YouTube the other day and it was saying about how one in four people are actually suffering from anxiety. And my thoughts were, well, okay, they should play sport if they're suffering from anxiety because 
us as athletes, we get anxious about our performance on the field or on the court or in the swimming pool or on the field, uh, you know, on the golf course, whatever our sport is. And we feel anxious because we want to do really well at it, don't we? And then we have to deal with that anxiety in the sport performance. We need to be able to develop strategies. And if we have these strategies in place, we can action these strategies. And then we have a much better chance of actually playing better. But if we don't have these strategies in place, we feel anxious and we crumble. And so what I was thinking about is like, okay, well, people are suffering from anxiety just in everyday life. And and if we suffer from anxiety in everyday life, we're going to suffer from anxiety in in everything that we do because what we do in one thing is how we're going to be in other things. So we need to make sure that we're really aware of uh, what's actually going on when we when we go through this feeling of anxiety. And if you haven't heard my story before, and this is your first time listening to the podcast show, or you may have heard my story, you know, because I do talk about it quite a lot. You know, you could really say that I was anxious when I was competing in my tennis matches. And so much so that I would hyperventilate. I'd have yeah, hyperventilate, like really struggling to breathe and go into <gasps> really panic. I'd have butterflies in the stomach and they were more like the, the butterflies that I was having felt like they were being attacked and they were in a state of frenzy. They definitely weren't flying in formation. My body would freeze up and it felt so heavy that I couldn't move. And my mind would run like it would go absolutely crazy and, and fearing that I would you know, I was so worried about losing to, to to other players and I was worried about what other people actually thought of me. And I, and I didn't want to lose. And you're probably the same, you don't want to lose. And I didn't want to feel humiliated. And when I was at my worst, I was absolutely humiliated when I was losing and I'd bawl my eyes out. I'd be absolutely devastated by the loss. And I knew that I could do so much better. Like in training, I would be so much better. But in competition matches, I would crumble. And I just, you know, I just didn't know why at the time. I just didn't know what was going on. And I wish I did know how to rectify the problem. I just thought I should know how to do it because I should just be able to do it. Wrong way to think, isn't it? But that was actually going on. So you could see what what I was explaining to you, how I was actually feeling, what was going on. And really, how was I supposed to know if I was never taught any strategies on how to deal with feeling anxious about playing and competing in tennis? And you know what the coaches used to say to me? Every coach that I had along the way, this is all they would say, was, well, Tiff just needs to play more matches. And I did, I played more matches, but I can tell you that that was not the answer. That didn't make any difference. But before we break it down and actually devise some strategies for you, let's look at what anxiety actually is. 
And anxiety can be referred to as a a negative emotional state characterized by nervousness, worry, or apprehension. So really, when we're feeling anxious, what's happening? We're feeling nervous, we worry, we're apprehensive. So even though anxiety can be seen as a negative emotional state, it doesn't necessarily mean that you'll have to perform badly in your sport. It doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to perform badly in life either. Some people actually can use the anxiety that they they feel, that nervousness and that worry, that apprehension, and they can actually use it to help them thrive under the pressure that they feel. And that's what we want to do too. We want to thrive under the pressure. We don't want to dive under the pressure. Okay, dive as in D-I-V-E. So let's look at some like physical signs of actually what's actually happening with the body when you're feeling anxious. You may have some of these, you may have all of these, you may have just one of these. Doesn't mean that you have to have all of what I'm going to share with you. So you may have cold, clammy hands. You may may need to feel that you need to go to the bathroom frequently, so you might need to wee a lot. You may sweat a lot. You may be talking to yourself very negatively. You might have a dazed look in, in your eyes, like you just can't function. You have, may have increased muscle tension, butterflies in the stomach. You may feel ill. You may have a headache or headaches. You have a dry mouth. You may be constantly sick. You have difficulty, difficulty in sleeping because you worry about it, struggle to concentrate, and you perform better in training, like in a non-competitive environment. And let me tell you this, it's okay to feel like this. It's normal. But if you find that you're actually crumbling and you just can't compete then and you can't compete the way that you want to compete, then we have a problem, don't we? Because you know what? It's not going to go away. And the answer is actually to develop, develop strategies to deal with it. And you know what I found really interesting? I found really interesting is that in this segment of 60 Minutes, the people that they were interviewing, and they were not sports people, they were just people that, um, you know, just had an everyday job, but they had the same symptoms too of what I just shared with you, sweating frequently, needed to wee frequently, a negative self-talk, butterflies in the stomach, felt ill, difficulty in sleeping, struggled to concentrate, and it's, it's affecting their life, every part of their life. But again, the answer, and this is what some people will will go to, is they'll go to pop a pill, but that's not going to solve the problem. That's just going to stop those responses happening in the body, but it's not going to help you deal with what's going on in your head. So the answer is to develop strategies. This is what I believe, because I've been through this. The negative self-talk, that was me. The need to wee frequently, that was me. The increased muscle tension, I I was so tight in the muscles that I couldn't move, that was me. Butterflies in the stomach, that was me. Feeling ill, that was me. Difficulty sleeping, that was me. Struggle to concentrate, that was me. Performs better in training, right, in a non-competitive environment, that was me. That might be you too. So I find that how you're actually conducting yourself on the field, 
on the court, in the pool, whatever you're doing in your arena for your sport, when you're under pressure, you're going to be the same in life. So for an example, especially when I was at the end of my tennis career and I wasn't coping with pressure, I found that I wouldn't be coping with pressure either when situations would come up in my life. So when something tough would come up, what would actually happen is that I'd give up, I'd quit, I'd freak out, I'd try to avoid it. And what would that teach me about coping or dealing with anxiety? When it gets hard, just give up, right? So that was what was happening for me. So if something in my life was getting too hard, I'd just give up on it. If something was getting too hard in, in when I was competing in tennis, I'd just give up on it. I just wouldn't try. And then when I'd give up, you know what I'd do then? I would give myself the worst talking to. I'd speak not just negatively, really put myself down and tell me how disgraceful I was, how embarrassed I was to actually have done that. You know, you're just having yourself on, Tiff. Just quit. You're useless. You're hopeless, right? You're worthless, and much worse words, which I won't repeat here. But you can imagine, and you may be feeling this way too. And I always was telling myself what a failure I was. And when you repeat that enough, when you keep telling yourself that you're not good enough, when you keep telling yourself that you're a failure, when you keep quitting, what happens You believe that you're a quitter. You believe that you're not good enough. You believe that you're a failure. So the question then becomes, how do we we deal with anxiety? How do we actually deal with it? Well, this is my approach. So since all the things that I learned from, from my tennis career and what didn't happen, I ensured that I made changes from that point on. And my approach is to take it head on. And this is what you should be doing. Take it head on. Don't avoid it because it's not going to go away. We've got to deal with it. So what I'm going to do with you is I'm going to share with you some things that you can do. And I'm not going to say that this is the cure because it's not the cure, but it's how you're going to deal so much better with your nerves before you compete because you're competing because it's so important to you, isn't it? So we need to make sure that we've got some strategies in place. So here's the first one. Number one, there's only going to be three, very three very simple steps in how to deal with anxiety. Number one, breathe. It sounds really simple, doesn't it? But it's so effective. And when I took up golf, like I took up golf when I was 34, so like 14 years later after giving up on tennis because I became a tennis coach and all that kind of thing and I had a sports skills business for kids from, you know, 20-something up until, you know, 34, 35. And when I, when I took up golf at 34, I was, I was like, great, this is, this is a fantastic sport, love it. And by the time I was, ten, when I turned 37, I was competing against 18-year-olds and 18-year-old young men, not women, but young men. I mean, I felt like I was almost old enough to be their mother, but we're actually competing and playing in a playing test to qualify for a traineeship in golf. So here I was double the age of all these young guys 
and I was competing against them. And what I was finding is I was getting so worked up, I was so nervous that I had diarrhea and I'd have to run off to the toilet and I, and I think I, I had to go off to the toilet about six times before I actually teed off. I was so nervous. And when I was in the bathroom and I was sitting on the toilet, guess what else would be happening? I'd be hyperventilating. Like I'd be really struggling to breathe. I was like, oh my God, oh my God, I don't know if I can do this. <gasps> right? Just really absolutely struggling. And I'd freak out. I was just constantly freaking out going, oh, I don't know if I can do this. I don't know if I can do this. Come on, Tiff, I don't know if I can do this. And then I'd say, okay, all right, come on, Tiff, let's, we know what to do here. We're going to breathe. So let's focus on just doing some slow, deep breaths. You can do this. So that's what I did. So every time I had to run off to the bathroom before I teed off because I was so nervous, right, I was so anxious about competing, I had diarrhea and I'd be hyperventilating. So when I would go into the bathroom, I'd go, okay, let's take some really slow, deep breaths. Let's slow down. You can do this. And even right throughout the game, after each shot, because I was still like in a, a state of, of nerves, so the nerves didn't go away, but it was about me controlling the nerves. What I, was, what I would do is well, I had this particular breathing mantra that I would do while I was walking up to the next ball. So I could just focus on breathing, slowing myself down, so that by the time I got to the next ball, so I could hit the next shot, I'd be very settled. Okay, I'd be very settled before I'd play the next shot. And you know what? All I did that was I I did that constantly right throughout the game. All I'd do was play my shot. Then I'd have my breathing mantra that I would do. Then I'd walk up to the next ball, get the club ready, play the shot. Then I'd have my breathing mantra and and that's all I did, right? And I knew if I focused on that, that was just one thing. This is just one thing. I knew if I focused on that, I could control what was going on. And then I knew that I was able to get through it. So this is one, just one area in what you can do is rather than letting your mind run crazy, rather than, than, you know, having these nerves, because they're going to be there anyway, it's, it's how you control them, is what can I focus on? And the key word is focus. What can I focus on that's going to help me get through it? Okay, step one, I'm going to breathe. Okay, step one. Number two, take it one shot at a time. Because all you can do is you can do the best that you can do in that moment. So you need to focus on giving your best effort, your most focused effort that you can do in that moment. That's all you can do. And you know what? If it's not a good shot and it's not, and you, you're like, oh, that's just not good enough, then try it on the next shot. And if that's not good enough, try again. And if that's not good enough, try again. Keep having that approach as, okay, all I'm going to do is I'm going to give my best effort that I can in, in the next shot. And even I was, I was um, just recently when I was in Canada and I did a, um, a ladies' golf tour, I took a group of women over there. I said to this one particular woman, because she'd really freak out when she had to chip and uh, chip onto the green. She'd freak out. She'd scull it across the green and run over the other side. It'd go into a bunker and she'd go into this big panic. 
And I said, look, all you can do is do the best that you can do in this moment. I said, you know how to chip. We've looked at that. We've worked on that. So just focus on what you can do. So what we did was we created a strategy for her so that she was just focusing on the performing the best shot that she could in that moment. All right, so we don't get ahead of ourselves because we, yeah, of course you want to win, you know, and your goal is to win and that's what it's all about for you. But all you can control is what you do in that moment, isn't it? Right, so when you focus on that next shot, you do the best that you can in that moment. When you focus on the shot after that, you do the best that you can in that moment. When you focus on the shot after that, you do the best that you can in that moment. Can you see where our focus is? Right, our focus is on doing what we need to do in that moment, not freaking out, not letting the nerves the worries, the apprehension, the anxiety that we're feeling overcome us. We're focusing on the action of what we've got to do next. What is it that I've got to do next? And when I've won golf tournaments and even when I've won tennis matches when I got older, I had this approach. It was one shot at a time, one step at a time. I never got ahead and thought about the future. And I never would go back and look at the previous shots that didn't work either because I couldn't do anything about what happened before and I couldn't worry about what was going to happen in the future. All I could do was have my attention was, was where I was at because if I was looking at the future, where's my, my attention? It's in the future, isn't it? If I was looking at previous shots that I'd played, where was my attention? It was looking at the past. I couldn't control anything in between that, could I? the past or the future, but right in the middle, in that moment, rather than looking at the disappointment of the past or fearing the future, what I realized was all I could control was what I was doing in that moment, right? Giving my best attention to that shot that I could do in that moment. Now, when you're giving the best attention and playing the best shot that you can in that moment, you'll find that two things will actually happen for you. The first thing is the more you focus on that, you get, and that means that shot in that moment, you get an accumulation of better shots. And when you have an accumulation of better shots, what happens then? Then you have a better chance of performing well. When you have a better chance of performing well, what happens then? You have a better chance of winning, don't you? Okay, so that's the first thing that happens. You get an accumulation of better shots. The second thing that happens is that you actually improve your focus. And when you improve your focus, you know what happens then? You get into a zone, you know, that ultimate zone that you want to get into. And when you get into that zone, guess what What else happens? You have a better rhythm. And when you have a better rhythm, you perform better. You can see how all of this accumulates, right? Breathing was step one, second one playing one shot at a time but where is your attention your attention is what you've got your, your attention is is what you've got to do in that moment isn't it it's not about what's happened before it's not about what's going to happen in the future you can't control either of those because the future the only part of the future you can control is what you do now to create the future that you want and you can't control what happened in the past because it's gone so we've got to let that go that's huge. 
Okay. Now, number three in this process of our three steps is, is creating routines. And I'm a big fan of routines. This completely revolutionized the way that I played sport from that point on. And what do I mean by routines? Well, let's have something really simple. What do you do when you get out of bed in the morning? You'll actually probably find that you do the same thing. So you get up out of bed, you walk over to the bathroom, you put the bathroom light on, you go to the toilet, you go over to the basin, you may splash some water on your face, wash your hands, dry your hands, and then you go off and do the next thing. Series of steps, isn't it? Very simple routine. Maybe even when you have a shower, you might have a series of steps that you take that is exactly the same. You know, like when you turn the shower on, you step into the shower, you get under the water, you dry, you wash your hair, there's a particular way you wash your hair, there's a particular way you wash your body, you turn off the tap, you dry yourself, there's a particular way you dry yourself off with your towel, right? That's a routine. So for your sport, what kind of routines could you have? You could have a stretching routine, you could have a warm-up routine. You could have a, a pre-shot routine before you play shot. You could have a routine of what you do when you arrive at the tournament. You could have routines that happen in between you playing shots. You could have a routine of what you do after you've played a shot. All right, a routine is really a system of steps. And I didn't know that about routines when I actually competed in tennis. I, I would just fumble my way through, but when I took up golf... I actually didn't want my tennis demons to come back and haunt me, so I discovered this power about routines. And by doing these routines, it allowed me to control what I was doing when I competed. So, of course, I felt nervous when I competed. Of course, I felt anxious. Of course, you know, I was worried about how I was going to perform. But the key was that I used that anxiety I felt about the games and I channeled my focus into my routines because, again, I worked on what I could control. And what happens when we get anxious? Where's our focus? Our focus is on worrying. Our focus is on the nerves we're feeling. Our focus is on losing. Our focus is on looking like a failure. Our focus is like we're focused on that fear of the unknown. We can't control any of that. And then what happens? We spiral out of control. This is when we start feeling all these other things that go on in our body as well. But if we think about it, when we have action steps that we can actually do, that we can actually have something that can make the difference in controlling our future, wouldn't that be better? It would, wouldn't it? So my question to you would be, which would you prefer? Would you prefer to feel anxious, like worrying about losing, worrying about failing, worrying about making mistakes, worrying about feeling hopeless or helpless? Or would you prefer strategies on how to deal with the anxiety that, that you're actually experiencing? I know what my answer would be. And I've been there. I've been through that, through my tennis career, absolutely struggling every single match, not knowing why I would feel sick before I played, not knowing why I was so nervous. My mind would run crazy, worrying about what was going to happen. I'd be so nervous that I couldn't move to the tennis balls. 
I physically couldn't get there because my body was so heavy. To when I competed in golf and won many tournaments, yeah, I can't wait to compete. I know how to deal with this because I had structure in place. I had some steps and strategies in place that I could deal with the anxiety. I could deal with the nervousness. I could deal with the fear. How much easier would that be for you? So much easier, wouldn't it? And I'm not saying this is a magic formula and it's going to solve all of your problems, but I'm, I'm telling you that these three simple steps are going to help immensely and it will be work in progress. It may not work straight away for you. It's going to, you're going to have to work some systems out. You're going to have to work out a, a breathing routine. You're going to have to work out a, um, some routines as well in how you're going to approach each game. You're going to have to work out what else. You're going to have to work out the um, one shot at a time. I was just trying to remember that without looking back in my notes. But you have to remember one shot at a time because what is one shot at a time? It helps you focus and stay in the moment, doesn't it? But I want you to take responsibility I want you to start developing strategies because if you do this, you're going to become the better player that you want to be in your sport and you're going to be able to deal with that anxiety that comes up in in your sport. And that anxiety is your nerves, right? It's the fear. It's the worry. It's the fear of losing, the fear of the unknown. So what are those three steps? One is breathing and coming up with a breathing mantra. Number two is one shot at a time. All right, one shot at a time, one step at a time. Number three is creating routines. Now, all of this that I share with you is actually going to um, go into this in much more detail in the Get Focused program, which I'll be releasing uh, in November. So make sure you keep your ear and eye out for that. But right now, dealing with anxiety in your sport, those are the three steps on what you want to be doing, okay? Breathing, one shot at a time, creating routines, right? So I want you to get to work. Now, I want you to do something for me if you can. <laughs> I actually want you to do that and then I want you to share with me what, what's actually the results are actually happening for you. What kind of breathing routine have you put in place? How are you approaching the one shot at a time? And what kind of routines have you created? So you need to share them with me. So you can either do that by leaving a comment down below or you can send me an email at tiff at tiffany, T-I-F-F-A-N-Y-M-I-K-A.com. Love to hear from you. Also, if you've got a lot of value out of today's episode that you've just heard, I'd love it too if you could share quickly uh, what you like best about what you heard today. And also if you've got friends that you know that would really benefit from these episodes, I'd love it too if you could share them with your friends. And the other thing, yes, please leave a, a five-star review. It's just if you've got 30 seconds to spare um, wherever you hear these episodes because I'd really appreciate that also. So we've got some work to do, haven't we? So I want you to dream big, believe in you and go after your dreams. Have an absolutely awesome day. Take care. Talk soon. Bye-bye. 
Thanks for listening to today's episode. If you haven't yet downloaded the number one deadly mistake athletes make, make sure you go to tiffany-mika.com and download the number one deadly mistake athletes make because I don't want you to make that mistake. If you can also share with me what you like best about what you heard, where you hear this episode in the comments section. If you can also share with your friends that you know that would benefit from these episodes and please leave a five-star review where you hear these episodes because I would really appreciate it. Dream big, believe in you and go after your dreams. Have an awesome day.